right, as we remain standing tonight for the reading of the word of the Lord, uh, we're going two places of scripture tonight. First, Job chapter 42, and then we're going to go over to Psalms chapter 30. Job chapter 42, very last chapter in the book of Job. We are going to begin at verse, verse 12, Job chapter 2, 42, we're going to begin at verse 12. All right, Job chapter 42 and beginning at verse 12, so the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning for he had 14,000 sheep and 6,000 camels and a thousand yoke of oxen and a thousand she asses and he also he had also seven sons and three daughters and he called the name of the first Jemimah in the name of the second, Keziah. In the name of the third, Kirin. Kirin Heth Pak. Hope I got that right. In all the land were no woman found so fair as the daughters of Job. And their father gave them inheritance among their brethren. In Psalms chapter 30, and beginning at verse 8. I cried to thee, O Lord, and unto the Lord I made supplication. What profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? Shall the dust praise thee? Shall it declare thy truth? Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth and girded me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to thee and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks unto thee forever. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, I want to minister on this simple thought tonight. He turned it. He turned it. He turned it. Amen. And I believe that if anybody up there that God has turned some things around for you, why don't you put down your Bible? Why don't you lift up your hands? And why don't we give God some praise in this house tonight? Dear Father, we love you, Jesus. We thank you, dear God, for your goodness. We thank you, dear God, for your mercy and your compassion, oh Lord. I pray, dear God, dear Lord, that you would have your way, dear Lord, in our hearts in our minds and our souls, dear God. We come tonight, dear Lord, to give you the praise. We come to declare, Lord, that you have turned things around for our good, oh Lord. That you are our healer, Lord. You are our savior. You are our deliverer. And you are our way maker, Lord. And for the rest of our days, Lord, we'll praise you. We'll love you, Lord. We'll exalt you, dear God. 
we will magnify your holy name in spirit and in truth. We love you tonight. We adore your wonderful name. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, it feels good in here tonight. Amen. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. Praise the Lord. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. He turned it. He turned it. We pick up here tonight in a familiar passage of scripture as we are reading about one by the name of Job. And if you have been in church for any amount of time and maybe not that long, um, but at some point you have heard about Job. Uh, many times Job is discussed and all that he went through and all that he dealt with and how that Satan, amen, that, that deceiver, the destroyer, that, that antagonizer, the one that comes and tries to stir up trouble, amen, talks about how that the sons of God, they appeared before the Lord. And guess who showed up right along with them? There was Satan right there in the midst of them. Amen. And that the Lord asked him the question. He said, where have you come from? And he said that I've come from going up and down to and fro throughout the earth. Now, in subject matter, you understand what Peter said, that Satan is like a roaring lion. And he go to and fro, seeking whom he may devour. Understand what his job is, amen? Understand what his priority is. He's not out to help. He is not out to provide anything good, amen? He's out to destroy. He is out to tear apart. He is out to disrupt every good thing that God is trying to accomplish in one's life. And so he comes before the Lord, amen, and he begins um, to, you know, talk his talk. And the Lord begins to tell him or ask him, have you considered my servant Job? He said, there is not one that is like him, amen. Now, some would say, well, why did God do that? Why did God bring up Job's name? Why did he even mention Job? Amen. But I've looked at it like this. Amen. There was a confidence that God had in Job. Amen. I'm going to tell you something. It's, it's, a, it's something. Amen. When God can show confidence in a person. Amen. When a person has shown themselves to love God. Amen. And to serve God when there wasn't even a written law, amen. But Job had a desire to serve the Lord, amen. And there was none like him, amen. The Bible says that if Job was going down one direction, amen, and that there was evil, that Job would turn around and go in the opposite direction. There was not a man like him, amen, in that time that served the Lord. Can I tell you something? It's a wonderful thing, amen, when you have a made-up mind that I'm just going to serve the Lord, amen, that I'm just going to do my best to give God everything that I have, all of my heart, all of my mind, all of my soul. And the truth is, I don't need nobody there standing over me 
time to serve the Lord. I really don't need something written down, amen, day after day to tell me to serve the Lord. I'm going to serve the Lord because he's good, amen. I'm going to serve the Lord because I know where my help comes from, amen. I know that I'm in my right mind tonight, amen, and it's because of the Lord. So you know what? That's enough for me to lift up my hands. That's enough for me to live a committed life under God. Listen, let me take it a little bit further. I got clothes on my body. I didn't do that myself. I got shoes on my feet. I didn't do that myself. I got a roof over my head, amen. I'm protected from the outside elements, amen. That's enough for me to come into the house of the Lord and lift up my hands and lift up my voice and let God know I love you and for the rest of my days I will serve you and I will give you the honor that you deserve. And so Job didn't have nothing written down for him. He just knew, amen, I'm blessed, and it's because of God. And so he served God. And the devil brought up all kinds of accusations. Well, you know, Job is only doing this because of what you have given him. It's the only reason you've served him. Take his stuff and watch and see that he curses you. And so God gave him permission, amen to touch Job's stuff, and to eventually touch his body. And we understand those famous words, amen, that Job uttered. Those words that ring very loud tonight, amen. And he said that if, listen, though he slay me, amen, he said, yet will I trust in him. He said things like, naked I came into this world, and naked I'm going to go out of this world. Can I tell you, we would be able to serve God a whole lot better, amen, and a lot more faithfully, amen, if we understand and have the revelation that I didn't bring nothing in this world, and I'm not going to take nothing out of this world, amen. You know, so many people allow things and stuff to get in the way of them and the almighty God, amen, that they can't serve God the way that God desires for them to. But when you understand the truth be told, I'm nothing more than a borrower, amen. God has lended me his stuff. You hear what I'm saying? Everything that I have, it belongs to God, amen. It don't belong to me. The very breath in my body, amen, is in the hands of the almighty God. And I need to understand this, amen. I'm not my own, amen. I belong to God, amen. And so when you have that revelation, you know that I don't own nothing, amen. It's by the grace of God that I have everything that I have. So you know what? It's a whole lot easier for me to lift up my hands. It's a whole lot easier to come to God and say, God, if you don't do it, it's not going to get done. If you don't provide, then we're going to be out. But who can testify that every step of the way, God has not let you down, but God has provided. God has come through when you have needed it. Job had this revelation. Everything I have. So he said, naked I came in. And naked I'm going to go out. But you know what? Blessed be the name of the Lord. Because at the end of the day, whether I have or whether I don't, amen, he's still God, amen. He's still the almighty God, amen. He's still sitting on the throne, amen. He's still who he is despite my condition and despite where I am in life. So you know what? I need to recognize he still needs to be 
Lord. Amen. But you know something? It ain't got nothing to do with how I feel tonight. It has everything to do with the fact that Praise the Lord despite what I'm going through. I'm going to praise him. I'm going to glorify him. I'm going to give him all of the honor and all of the praise. For he alone is worthy. He alone is strong and mighty. He alone is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And God is in the business of turning things around for our good. Amen. If you would just hang in there, and if you would just hold on, and if you would just keep your hands lifted and keep your voice raised, God will turn it around for our good. Amen. If I would just continue to keep a praise on my lips and have a made-up mind, I'm not going to get down in the dumps. God has brought me too far to give up now. God has been good, and he is going to continue to be good. Amen. God has provided, and he will continue. Continue to provide. And we pick up where God has moved in Job's life. Job has gone through his problems, his trials, his troubles for a certain amount of time. And God has come through. And God has blessed him with more than what he had before. God added more to his life. And the Bible says that he restored Job back to his rightful place. I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, that if anybody, amen, can turn things around for us, the Lord can, amen. The Lord can do what no one else can. And I'm going to tell you something. There's many examples in the Bible. And the other example that we looked at is in uh, Psalms chapter 30. That David, the Bible says that, oh, it is believed that when David captured Jerusalem, amen, and that he dedicated that city, that he wrote that song, that David had been a man that had troubles, amen, and that he went through a lot, amen, before he actually took the throne, amen. But when he captured Jerusalem, he wrote that Psalms, amen. And he said how that he had begun to cry out to the Lord, amen. And how that God heard him when he cried out to him and made his supplication. Can I tell you tonight, prayer still works, amen. And if we're going to get through it, amen, and if we're going to see things turn around for our good, it's going to take prayer, amen. It's going to take us continuing to come before the Lord and have a made-up mind that I'm not going to let down on prayer, but I'm going to be a man that, and I'm going to be a woman that says if um, anything is going to get done, it's going to get done through prayer. Amen. Anybody believe prayer works tonight? Amen. Anybody believe that prayer is the way that things are going to come together for our good? You can't let down on prayer, but you got to have a made up mind. We're going to turn this thing up. Amen. We're going to pray even harder. We're going to pray even longer. I know we've asked God over and over, but we're going to keep on asking. We're going to keep on knocking. We're going to keep on seeking. Don't you know what the word says? He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek after him. You gotta have a made up mind until it is done. 
I'm going to keep on coming. I'm going to keep on asking. going to keep on seeking God's face. Going to keep on seeking God's face. David said that I cried to thee, O Lord. And unto the Lord I made supplication. He said, what profit is there in my blood when I go down to the pit? He said, shall the dust praise thee? And so God, so David is telling God, Lord, if I die, who going to praise you, Lord? And I'm going to tell you something. Listen, he wasn't just trying to pull rank with God. It was a very real thing. People wasn't praising God like that. People wasn't singing praises unto the Lord. People didn't worship God like that back then. They were caught up in offering up sacrifices. They were offering up sacrifices without their hearts being attached to it. They weren't mean. They had fallen into a routine and they had fallen into just doing the oh, same old, oh, same old. Oh. But David, amen, a man after God's heart, amen, that knew that God didn't want say He didn't want bullocks. He didn't want lambs. He didn't want goats. But he wanted somebody that would praise him. And David said, Lord, if I die, who's going to praise you, Lord? Who's going who's to praise you, God? Can the, can the dust praise you? No, it can't. Amen. And so David said, you know what? I need to let God know that I need him moving on my behalf. I need him working in my life. He said, who will praise? Shall the dust praise thee? And shall it declare thy truth? You need to understand that not too many people are declaring the truth of God's word. Amen. And I'm going to tell you something. A child of God that is standing on the word of God and the truth of God's word is valuable in the sight of the Lord. Amen. But somebody got to have a made up mind. We got to look the devil in the face and we got to let the devil know that we we will not die, but we shall live, and we will declare the works of the Lord. Come on, somebody. I got news for you. This ain't the end, amen. Long as you got the God of the turnaround in your corner, amen. Long as you got the God that is able to turn it around for your good at any time, you need to let hell know tonight. We're still trusting in the Lord. We're still holding on to his unchanging hand. We're still praising, still blessing him, still glorifying him. We're believing in God, amen, for what he has said, amen. Come on, grab a hold of that promise, amen. Grab a hold of that miracle, amen, and let hell know you're not going to cause us to doubt him. You're not going to cause us to hang our head low. God said it's ours, and by faith it is ours tonight, and we're holding on to it. We're believing God for good things. Verse 10, he says, Hear, O Lord, and have mercy upon me. Lord, be thou my helper. Then he declares, Thou hast turned for me my mourning into dancing. Thou hast put off my sackcloth. We understand that sackcloth was known for mourning, was known for a time of weeping. But David said, you have put off my sackcloth. That means weeping is over. 
He said, and you have girded me with gladness. Girded me with joy. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, amen, that if anybody can cause my lip to come up off of the ground, amen, God can. If anybody can put a smile on my face, God can, amen, that if I would just have a made-up mind that I'm going to hold on to him and that I'm going to rely on him, I'm going to tell you God's going to do it in the mighty name of Jesus. We need to just hold on, amen, like the song said, hold on to his unchanging hand, amen. Come on, you got to build your hope, amen, on, on eternal things tonight, amen. If we can't build it upon this world, we got to build it upon what we know works, and we know God works, we know the word of God works, we know that prayer works, help me to build it on what really is going to help me in a time of need. I'm talking about God that is able to turn it around, that he can turn things around for my good. That when I find myself in the midst of danger, and I find myself in the midst of hardship, there is a God that is able to deliver. There is a God that is able to make a way where it seems like there is no way. I'm going to tell you tonight, amen, calling on anybody else is not going to work. Calling on, listen, calling on our governor is not going to worry, amen. Calling on our president is not going to work tonight. Calling on our Mary is not going to work tonight. Amen. Calling on anybody else outside of God is not going to work tonight. Amen. But I'm calling on the one that is higher than the governor. Amen. I'm calling on the one that is higher than the president tonight. Yes, I said it. He's higher than the president tonight. Amen. And I want you to know, amen, I'm not on no, I'm not on either side. Amen. I'm on the side of the kingdom of God. Amen. And I'm just letting you know, amen, who works. Amen. And who doesn't. Amen. Can I tell you tonight, those things ain't going to help us, but Jesus will help us. I got news for you. Jesus ain't walk, walking around scratching his trying to figure out what to do and how to provide and how to take care. I want you to know he knows what to do, amen, and he already has the answer, amen. If I would just look to him, if I would just lift up my voice to him, God will come through. God will turn this thing around for me. Turn this thing around for me. Hey, ask Hezekiah about that. Ask old Hezekiah if God is in the business of reversing some things and turning some things around. Isaiah came to him and said, hey, would, how would you like to get that message? How would you like that message from the Lord? Yeah, yeah, true. But Hezekiah wasn't ready to go yet. Hezekiah, that's all he thought, right? Hezekiah said, huh? Yeah, get your house in order. Lord said you're going to die. And just walked away. Just, just walked out. The Bible says that Hezekiah turned his face to the wall. And that he began to weep. And he began to ask the Lord to remember, amen, how he has walked before him. 
faithfully and how he has served him. And the Bible says that the word came to Isaiah as he stepped foot in the courtyard. The Lord told Isaiah to go back to Hezekiah and say, listen, tell Hezekiah that I have heard his cry. Listen, this always gets me, amen, and that I have seen his tears. Don't you know there's not one tear that falls from the child, from the child of God's eye, amen, that my God doesn't see it. And that he, listen, and that he doesn't. The Bible says that he puts our tears, amen, in a bottle, amen. And the Bible says that he will remember us, amen. And that he sees there's not one tear that drops, amen. That my God doesn't see and that he doesn't know what it's all about. He said, you go back and you tell Hezekiah, amen, that I'm going to turn this thing around for his good. I'm going to add 15 years to his life, amen. I want you to know, amen, that there is nothing too hard for my God. There is nothing impossible with my God. And you need to go ahead and just speak it into the atmosphere. It's impossible with man. But with God, all things are possible. You just have a made up mind. I'm going to call on God. And I'm going to trust in God. And you watch God do it. I said you watch God do it. Amen. You watch God turn it around. You watch God confound the wise. As they're scratching their heads. They're trying to figure out how did this happen. Amen. I told you how it happened. I got a God, amen. And his name is strong and mighty. And his name is greater than any other name. It's exalted above every other name. At the name of Jesus, there is healing. In the name of Jesus, there is deliverance. In the name of Jesus, we have a strong tower that we can run into. In the time of trouble. He turned it around to Hezekiah. Isaiah spoke of God turning things around for his people. Isaiah chapter 61. And listen to what Isaiah begins to declare. In verse 61, chapter 61, beginning in the verse 1, he begins to talk about how that the spirit of the Lord. Now listen, he's not talking about himself. He's talking about one that would come, amen, and that the spirit of the Lord would be upon him. He said, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. To proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to to comfort all that mourn. Listen, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Come on, somebody, if God ever turned it around for you, come on, if God ever gave you beautiful ashes, you ought to praise him 
if God ever gave you the all of joy for mourning, you ought to lift up your hands and you ought to praise him if God ever took off those mourning clothes, amen, and gave you, amen, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. You ought to lift up your hands. You ought to lift up your voice and you ought to let it be known. I have experienced God turning things around for me, amen. Come on, if God ever bound up your broken heart, you ought to give him praise. If you was ever bound and held captive and God came and he opened up those prison doors, you ought to give him praise. You ought to give him glory tonight. You know they exalt his name. I'm talking about a God that is able to turn it around for my good. When there is no hope, hope in God. When there is no way out, God will make a way. God will provide for you. God will turn that thing around for your good. He'll do it, I tell you. He will do it. Talking about the God of the turnaround. That you'll find out that the devil in trying to shut down Jesus and stop Jesus and that he brought for that those couple of years of his ministry that he faced so much opposition. And it's amazing how people get angry at a good thing. You hear what I say? People want there to be dysfunction. People want there to be confusion and chaos. They don't want things to be set right, amen? I'm going to tell you, people in our world don't want things to be set right, amen? They want chaos. They want confusion. They really want it. Because Jesus, we see the example in the Bible that Jesus came and he did nothing but good. And they was ready to stone him to the point where he had asked them, for what good deed do you stone me for? Huh? You want to stone me because I opened up that blind man's eyes? You want to stone me because I raised up that dead girl? What do you, what do you have to stone me for, amen? What, what, what am I doing wrong, amen? They didn't want nothing good happening, amen? And it's amazing, amen, that I never, you know, I don't hear people slandering false doctrine, amen? Let me say that again, amen? I don't hear people slandering the televangelist, amen. You ain't got nothing to say about the televangelist, but he's the one that's really after people's money, amen. But you want to always speak against the church, amen, that God has put in the area, amen, to be a light in the lost of a dark place. And you know what the problem is? People don't like darkness, amen, because it's convicting, amen. It convicts them of their evil deeds, amen, and they don't like darkness. Amen. So they're going to do their best to slander. They're going to do their best to tear it down. But I want the devil to know tonight. Amen. We ain't going nowhere. Amen. We're going to be what God has called us to be. We're going to be a light shining in the midst of darkness. I'm sorry. I ain't trying to judge you. No, we don't think we're holier than thou. Amen. We're just trying to do what the Lord says. Amen. And I'm sorry if that rubs you the wrong way, but we're not backing down. We're not taking our tail and running. We're not going to join you. Amen. We're going to do what the 
word of the Lord says. And they did not want him to do what he was doing. And so the devil, through treachery, working on the heart of Judas, don't you know that he tried to tempt all of those disciples? But Judas was the only one that had a selling price. Judas is the only one that had a price, amen? And we find out that it was money. And so he sold out the king of kings for that which was temporal. And when he sold them out, it wasn't that long before he figured out, this ain't making me happy. That the devil lied to me, amen? What, he thought, what I thought was going to make me happy didn't make me happy. I mean, I'm, I'm that much more miserable, amen? But I got news for you. You will always be miserable, amen, when you walk away from the king of kings and the lord of lords. You will always be miserable, amen, when you leave light and go into darkness, amen? There ain't no hope. There ain't no joy. Don't let the devil talk you out of a good thing. Don't let the devil talk you out of your walk and your relationship with God and yield yourself to all kind of chaos and foolishness. Come on, it ain't better without God. Baby, it's better the closer you get to God. Amen. Friend, I'm trying to get as close to God as I possibly can. The devil is a liar. Come on, say that. The devil is a liar. Say that like you mean that. The devil is a liar. You are a liar. And the father of lies. My life don't get better the farther I get away from God. That's nonsense. Well, I got to get away from that church. Good luck. Good luck. I got to get away from them. I, I can't do them. Man, you better, you better do something, friend, because leaving the church is not the answer. I tell you, whatever you got to do, hang in there. Stick with it, amen. Come on, you got to. Friend, your roots got to go deeper than that, friend. You got to get a little bit deeper than that and realize it ain't about people, amen. Guess what? We going to be people. We are going to be people, amen. That's, that's what we are. We ain't nothing but flesh. But God is almighty. God is on the throne. God is good all the time. God is great. God is wonderful. And God will make a way. People are going to be people. Can't get my eyes on people. God will sort all of that out, amen? God knows how to deal and take care of his church. God will sort out what needs to be sorted out. Help me to keep my eyes on the Lord. Help me to understand God can turn things around. And they thought they had him. The kingdom of darkness thought they had him right where they wanted him. And begin to move on the hearts of the Romans and the unbelieving Jews. And they took Jesus and they stretched him wide and they lifted him high and they nailed his feet and they nailed his hands. And they put a crown, a thorn on his head. The Bible says he was numbered with the transgressors. Come on, he died a death, amen, that was made for criminals. They treated him like he was a criminal, friend. But though the devil didn't know, amen, that it was all a part of the plan. And I always think, amen, and I always sit down and I wonder, 
What was the expression on his face when Jesus showed up? Amen. And Jesus went and he got them keys for him to death and hell. I wonder what was, what was the look on his face, amen, when he set those captives free, amen. And he said, you know, but the Bible says he led captivity captive, amen. Can I tell you, our God is in the business of turning things around, amen. And on the third day, amen, they thought they was over, they thought they was done, they put a rock on that thing, they they tried to seal it up. They put guards to guard that thing. But don't you know, amen, that my God is in the business of the turnaround and that spirit entered back in that body and he rose from that grave, amen. Those disciples were looking for him, amen. And the angel said, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? He is not here, for he has risen just like he said. Can I tell you? Hell can hold him, hell can stop him, hell can block him because my God is in the business of turning things around when it looks hopeless, when it looks dim. God is able to turn it around. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Don't you know God is closer than you think, amen? Because those jokers, they was walking that road of Emmaus and they had their head hanging low. They was miserable. They was distraught. And there was Jesus. Amen. And Jesus was walking with them and they didn't even know who he was. He began to ask them, why are you so miserable? Amen. What are you so upset about? Come on, don't you know what happened to the Messiah? And the Bible says he began to talk to them. Amen. He began to let them know these things were supposed to happen. But guess what? When their eyes was open, when it broke the bread, friend, and they recognized this almighty God, I'm telling you, friend, God will turn that thing around. God will do it. Amen. You hold on to that word. You hold on to your faith. You don't cast away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. The song sounded like this. He may not come when you want him, but he's going to be right on time because he's an on-time God. Come on, don't you know all things work together for the good for those that love the Lord and that are called to the purpose? Come on, we're called tonight, friend. His name is on our lives tonight. So it's going to turn around, friend. It's going to turn around. Oh, let us remain standing tonight. Oh, somebody ought to kick the devil right in the teeth tonight, amen, and let him know, amen, my God's going to turn it around. My God's going to do exactly what he said. My God's going to come through, amen. He's going to come through. Come on. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Come on, somebody, lift up your heads tonight. Lift up your hands tonight, amen. And the King of glory will come in to you and strengthen you and encourage you. I'm talking about the God of the turnaround, amen. He will turn it for you, amen. Come on, I know you.
you may be in the jobs, you may not have a job right now, amen, but I can tell you God will give you a job, amen, God will give it to you, God will provide, God will make a way, God will turn it around for you if you will hold on to your faith and never doubt. Oh, come on, let's lift up our hands tonight, let's lift up our voices in here tonight. We love you, Jesus. We give you the glory. We give you all.